0: Ready to keep you company wherever you are. Carte Blanche, the podcast, brings you immersive, hard-hitting stories anytime, anywhere, every week. It's a case of so many headlines, so little time. But don't worry, as always, the whole week wrap with Daily Maverick and Carte Blanche has all the biggest news developments right here. Coming your way today up up and no way the latest inflation figures have us cringing has stage six become our new normal why Ramaphosa's proposed plans are too little too late then he won't go go Marcus Euster is a no-show in Germany I'm wondering if he's still
1: gonna swan around Cape Town in the ways that we've heard Marcus Euster still does where he's Regarded as kind of a, a boykie you know,
0: who's gotten one up on the system. And journalism does it again as the SA Tourism Board gets the boot. That and so much more, so
2: get comfy. Greetings and a very big welcome to the whole week news wrap with Daily Maverick. I am Masa Kekama from Cote Blanche, and I am delighted and excited to be joined by esteemed journalist, editor of the Daily Maverick, Ferial Hafidji. Ferial, another jam Pat week. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you, Masa. Great to be with you. Very well. I'm so sorry to start with the news of doom and gloom. The South African inflation has risen for a second month in a row by 7.1%. And this has caused a steep increase in food prices. South Africans have really been stretched.
1: Masa, I think it's not even a time bomb because it probably has exploded already. I'm not sure if you follow the work of the DG Murray Trust, they look at food prices very, very closely. And what they found is that stunting of babies and young children has become a trend again. And this is something that for me was one of the proudest achievements after 1994 is that we managed to turn the trajectory on stunting and on malnutrition. And it seems like those things are haunting us again. So this DG Murray Trust is lobbying the food retailers To introduce a basket of 20 basic foodstuffs, or it may be a little bit more than that, but to reduce that price by 20% to make it affordable to the poorest South Africans. And certainly at Daily Maverick, that's something that we want to get our influence behind to begin to really amplify this call and look at how this will be made possible. My colleague Mark Haywood, whom you speak to sometimes, is really, really supportive of that
2: initiative. And we need such initiatives because we're actually going to need everybody to come on board here. And it's not just about profits. It's about purpose. It's about keeping people alive. And people are struggling. When you think about the basic food item like maize meal that has increased by almost 35 percent in just the past year, maize meal is a staple meal for many households in South Africa, we know. I mean, I know for myself, I used to eat a lot growing up as well. And as much as, you know, we can argue what are the nutritional values of it, at some point when you're hungry, that's not what matters.
1: Yeah, it's the base food stuff of most South African homes. And I guess that with that kind of increase, you choose when to eat it. So whereas before maybe it was breakfast and your dinner, now you'd have to choose one of those two times to even get that basic degree of nutrition. And I certainly think the price of foods is something we have to look at. You know, Masai, I follow electricity prices very closely. And on April the 1st, ESCOM Energy users, the rest of us kicking in, in July, had their electricity go up by about 18%. So come July, when municipal tariffs kick in, it's going to be for households just a little bit lower than that. And of course, the first thing that industry does is to pass on those prices to consumers. And for me, that's been quite a key reason that you're seeing the price of foods having gone up as much as it has.
2: It is inescapable news. It is the darkest time right now. According to media reports, we're told that President Cyril Ramaphosa has called for an urgent meeting with ESCOM and the Minister of Electricity.
1: So, Masa, I don't know if you look at this lovely newsletter called The Outlier. It's a database newsletter. And they got some information from ESCOM's push up, which shows that at the time of writing, which I think was a few days ago, we've now had 93 days of scheduled power cuts or load shedding in 2023. How is that? Okay.
2: And when um, they showed visually with those blocks, it really does paint that picture. It puts everything into perspective. Absolutely.
1: And then my colleague Victoria Regan, she went to, I thought, do an excellent chart or graphic, which when you click on the different stages, you can see how many hours it means. So it's maybe eight hours at stage six if you break it into blocks. And if we should go to the higher stages, I think then you're sitting at about. It often feels like it, but then you're sitting at 50% of a 24-hour day. So the president's solution to this is to recapitalize and retrofit two power stations, Kanita Hunter in News24 reporting which those are, Indrina and the Arno coal-fired power stations. And most people are saying that would be money much better spent on a quicker rollout of solar as well as wind energy. Now, solar is, is the one which has already reduced what would have been, I think by now, definitely stage eight power cuts. It's reduced it to stage two because 2000 megawatts have come onto the grid in the short term. So imagine without that, what might have happened. But as the economists from Meridian Economics point out, imagine if we had kept the accelerator on that rollout We may not be at such disastrous level of load shedding as we are now.
2: It's just phenomenal to think how the writings have been on the wall for a very, very long time. And we were just so slow to act and also big on self-sabotage. It's,
1: what, since 2007, so we're looking at a good, almost we're heading toward the 20-year mark now, where we have known exactly where this was going to end up. I try and see the the sunny side up, Martha, and so been, I know you do. <laughs> I do. I'm really good at that. <laughs> but I've been looking at some nurses also in in the outlier. They looked at the independent power production approvals for 2023 and it's already for 2022 much higher than the year before that. And I'm really hoping that innovation and rollout is happening faster than the politics and before you know it, ESCOM will be like Telcom. It'll be like just one of the many options that we have to buy
2: electricity from. It looks like it's going to be a very cold and dark winter but with the urgency in the matter, because keeping it at stage six is just absolutely preposterous. It just doesn't make sense at all for the economy, for ordinary South Africans. So I am kind of hopeful that there will be some sort of resolution, and we are in the eye of the storm right now. I think it's slowly
1: coming, that like it won't happen in a day, but we'll, I'm praying this at least, that soon we'll be able to look back and say sure those were bad times that we've actually moved on from
0: he was expected to make his first court appearance in germany last week but former steinoff ceo Markus Jüster opted to simply not pitch following his attempt to place the blame on the national prosecuting authority german authorities are now gunning for his arrest
2: I don't know between Table Beste and former Steinoff CEO Marcus Euster, who <laughs> deserves the Hollywood blockbuster. I mean, this story just keeps unraveling. He did not pitch former sign-off CEO Marcus Euster. He didn't pitch at the Oldenburg Regional Court last week for his trial. And he came up with the excuse that there was some sort of a deal with the NPA and correctional services, to say that they have his passport and he cannot travel. And then quickly, which I must say to great communicators like Crispin Peary, to come quickly to the media and say, no, 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 we have checked and there is no such a deal. He should have been able to go.
1: And they've done it so fast. I'm wondering if he's still going to swan around Cape Town in the ways that we've heard Marcus Eustace still does, where he's regarded as kind of a, a boiki, you know, who's gotten one up on the system, or whether he's going to be more cautious, or even if he's still in the country at the moment, they haven't been able to tell us
2: that. Eh? That's the other thing. I mean, you could be anywhere. Anything is possible is what I have learned. Nothing is beyond reach when it comes to criminal activity and the possibilities of our Farrakhan.
1: Maybe he's also going to get a Vanuatu passport like the Gupta's massa. <laughs> and um, my colleague Toria Regan found out that with that golden passport, you can get a name change. You really are hidden and you can still travel with that passport.
2: We are becoming and creating a, a soft target of ourselves. If we have such poorest laws and people don't respect them, it's easy then because the likes of Marcus to have shown disdain for the law in South Africa. We thought he wouldn't do that with international authorities because you would think that he'd be a little more frightened. But what he has practiced at home clearly transcended across the borders as well.
1: Yes, I see the German authorities have put a warrant out for his arrest.
2: I am immensely disappointed with how our officials have dealt with this one and also been shown up by Germany with such low-hanging fruit.
1: I hope it's going to put a bomb under the NPA and that you will see action on that court case because I do know that the Hawks were given those Steinhoff documents and basically helped to draw up a charge sheet several years ago, but that case hasn't come close to court.
0: Had it not been for Daily Maverick's dedication to exposing the truth, the nearly 1 billion rand proposed deal between SA Tourism and English football club Tottenham Hotspur probably would have gone through unnoticed. But the cockerels are coming home to roost as the entire SA Tourism board is sent packing.
2: With our next story, ferial, I really want to say well done to Daily Maverick. Because it was the work of the Daily Maverick exposing SA Tourism for wanting to sponsor Tottenham, Hotspur's and English Premier League team. And because of stellar journalism, we've got the Minister of Tourism, Patricia DeLille, announcing that the SA Tourism board will be dissolved.
1: Isn't that excellent news? Great congratulations on my colleague Rebecca Davis, who plugged away at that story And what is really interesting to me, Masa, is because I guess people know the team so well, but the outcry from the public made it impossible for SA Tourism to continue with that. Even though, if you remember, their board was quite bulshy at the time, going on social media, insisting on their right to strike this deal, and obviously massive conflict arising
2: because the acting CFO was the guy doing the deal. You see, for me, this is why we are journalists. When I saw this news, I thought, well done to Daily Maverick, well done Rebecca Davis because this is what it's all about. I also thought, imagine if we could deal with every crisis, with every scandal, with the swiftness that we saw with this one.
1: Wouldn't it be great if all of it was like that? And I'm wondering if you are seeing something I'm seeing that, sorry to say this, but our level of putting up with is in rapid decline. And so you see people public opinion really takes no prisoners. I saw the same kind of thing happening with the bester case.
2: It's quite amazing to see how we are able now to stand up. And when we do, like when there was outcry on this Tottenham Hotspurs deal, that is the energy that we need across the board.
1: Absolutely. I suppose in with electricity, we've become a bit like... Frogs in boiling water, where we learn to live around things, and sometimes I'm not quite sure what it is, but there'll be these instances like the Spurs deal. There's been a couple of others, Houting, Etols, maybe Thabo Bestan, Dr. Nandipa, where people, you can just feel that they've had enough. And if something isn't done quickly, there's a real political risk attached to that.
2: As you're listing those examples, I'm just remembering the Zuma wall. Marches that took place across the country and the famous three grannies who came came up with that song. (laughs) And, you know, in true South African style, we aren't mad about it, we're laughing about it. If we aren't laughing about it, we're dancing about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Always spray painting um, ANC around the bottles. I I am looking forward to Cate Blanche's Worst Roads in South Africa series, huh?
2: Oh, it's going to be such... You know, it's going to be a bit of comedy with sadness because we love to laugh at ourselves. But some of those visuals, are real, I mean, when you see some of these potholes, I don't know, I think they're sinkholes at this point. There's less road and tar. It's more Mm -hmm. holes than anything and many roads. What I've also done is that when I'm driving around an area I'm unfamiliar with, which is very often because we do this field work, I am so wary of not... Driving fast, or even at the speed limit, sometimes because I don't know where the potholes are. So it's really changed my driving style, I must say.
1: I think I've noticed that I've resisted it for the longest time because I don't know how my my mama will climb up into it. But I'm thinking of getting a really big bucky because I like going out to do stories and it's difficult to do if you don't have one.
2: Mm-hmm. Well. I am looking forward to another jam-packed Newsweek. I thought that was my green shoot. I don't know if you have a green shoot, but having the stellar journalism work that was done by Rebecca Davis and Daily Maverick and just how this whole Tottenham Hotspurs deal has been handled by government as well, I am saying that is a green shoot.
1: Absolutely. Kudos. I'm, I'm so with you on that one. Halala to Who
2: our not?
0: journalists. Thank you, Masha.
2: Halala. La. <laughs> Thanks, Ariel.
0: That's another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast done and dusted. Remember to follow and subscribe to our show on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms. Have something to say? Join the conversation using hashtag Carte Blanche on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram
2: and TikTok.